planting is about to begin and we're celebrating with a feast for the farmers. Yay! They're going to love my juicy one skillet chicken and spring vegetables. Great combo. Crispy dill flaky bread, a nutty walnut romesco sauce for dunking and smothering, and the most beautiful glazed lavender sugar cookies for dessert. Hey, this is me, Molly A. I'm a cookbook author and food blogger. This is my husband, Nick. And this is our home, our farm on the North Dakota-Minnesota border. The place where I eat, sleep, and breathe food. My food is a delicious mix of my Chinese and Jewish heritage and a taste of the Midwest. It's spring on the farm, the ground is starting to thaw, and the farmers are getting ready to plant. So I'm making a spring feast to kick off the season. Everybody is going to dig my glazed lavender sugar cookies, which are soft and buttery, and they have this gorgeous floral note from the lavender. It makes them a little bit fancy. To start off, I'm chopping up some dried lavender buds, and a little bit goes a long way. I don't want to add too much lavender, otherwise the cookies will taste like soap. So these are all chopped now. Now I'm going to combine the rest of my dry ingredients. I'll add four cups of all-purpose flour. I'll also add one teaspoon of baking powder. This will help the cookies puff up slightly in the oven. And next, three quarters of a teaspoon of salt. I'll add my lavender. Nick and his dad are planting the usual suspects this year, soybeans, sugar beets, and wheat. The beets leave the driest land, so that's where they're gonna start. Everything around here is bumping and buzzing. It's a really exciting time. My dry ingredients are combined. I'm gonna grab my butter and put it into my mixer bowl. I'll start with a cup of unsalted butter and two-thirds of a cup of granulated sugar and powdered sugar. Using some powdered sugar helps achieve a softer consistency. And now I'll mix this until it's fluffy. This is pale and fluffy. I'm ready to add my eggs. I like cracking them into a separate bowl first and then pouring them in, just in case I get some shell in there. And now with the mixer running on low, I'll add my eggs one at a time, making sure that each one is incorporated. Next, I'll add my vanilla, which is a good support to the lavender. I'll scrape down the sides and then add my dry ingredients gradually. This dough is actually not that sweet, but when it gets its glaze and buttercream embellishments on top, they're gonna be so good. Now I'm gonna pile this into a ball and then pat it into a disc. Spring on the farm is like a fairy tale. It's when everything comes to life again, everything turns green, the cats are out, the rhubarb patch pops up, and all the farmers go to town to get their seeds. And Nick and his family have been going to the same seed guy for 30 years, good old Steve Ross. This is gonna refrigerate for about an hour, and that allows the cookies to keep their shape when they bake. And now I'll wrap it in plastic wrap. My dough is chilled and now I'm ready to roll it out. I like to roll the dough so that it's almost a half inch thick. I'll dust my surface with some flour just to make sure that the dough doesn't stick. And now I'll roll it out. Now I'll grab my baking sheets and my cookie cutter. I've got two baking sheets here that are lined with parchment paper so that the cookies don't stick. And I also have my cookie cutter, which is a round circle that's a little bit less than three inches wide. It's perfectly round, so geometrically pleasing. I'll put this on my baking sheet now. Beautiful. I'll bake them at 375 for about 12 minutes until they're just starting to think about turning brown on the bottom. That way, they'll be really soft. They are gonna be spring-tastic. These cookies look great, and I'm smelling the lavender and the butter. I'm gonna let these cool now while I make my vanilla glaze. I'll start with two cups of powdered sugar, and then two tablespoons of corn syrup, 
It'll help make this glaze thick. Two and a half tablespoons of whole milk, a half teaspoon of vanilla for flavor, a pinch of salt, and a drop of purple food coloring because they're lavender cookies. And I'll mix this until it's smooth. I do some planting of my own in the spring. I have a garden. I really like to plant radishes because those are the first things to be ready. They're so good. And the glaze consistency should be thick, like a thicker glue. This is the perfect shade of purple. I'm ready to glaze my cookies. I've got a wire rack set over a pan, which will catch any excess glaze. And now to decorate, my cookies are cooled. I'm gonna dip them in the glaze and then I'll let them dry. I'll brush off any excess and then I'll transfer it to my wire rack so that any more glaze can continue to drip off the bottom. These look great. Now I just need my buttercream and then I'll be ready to decorate. I made this easily by beating up one cup of butter, three cups of powdered sugar, dividing it between bowls and adding food coloring so that I've got rainbow colors. I love using buttercream to embellish my cookies. To decorate these, I'm gonna pipe on rainbows because it's the spring and we get a ton of rainbows around here in the spring. To start, I'll grab my blue and then to gauge the center, I'll pipe the center one and then I'll pipe an equal amount of dollops on the sides of the center. Got my green. I'm using a mix of round tips and star tips. I just like mixing up the shapes. And I first do the outside dots and the center dot so that I can make sure that there are an equal amount of dots in between on both sides so that the rainbow is symmetrical. It's so cute. There is gonna be great treasure at the end of this rainbow. I'm gonna pipe the rest of these rainbows and then let them dry. And hopefully if we look hard enough at the end of them, we'll find a successful planting season. They're so cute. I've got to taste one. Here I go. Mmm, they're so soft and buttery and sweet, but not too sweet. And the lavender adds the perfect special touch. If these don't say spring has sprung, I don't know what does. Coming up, I'm making some buttery and crisp dill flaky bread. That'll pair perfectly with tonight's quick and easy one skillet chicken and spring vegetables. I'll put together a sweet and nutty walnut romesco sauce to tie it all together. And then it's time to spring this dinner into action. I'm whipping up a spring spread to celebrate the start of planting season on the farm. For the perfect bread companion to our meal, I'm making my dill flaky bread. It's buttery and crisp on the outside, chewy on the inside, and the dill adds fresh, herby springiness. It's gonna be so good. To start, I'll grab my dry ingredients for the dough. To my big bowl, I'll add three and three quarters of a cup of all-purpose flour, and then I'll also add three quarters of a cup of cake flour, which will make for a more tender, flaky dough. Next, four teaspoons of sugar and two teaspoons of baking powder, which will help the pancakes puff up. And next, I'll add three teaspoons of salt. And then I'll add one and a half cups of water. I'll make a well in the center of my dry ingredients and then pour the water right in, and that'll help the water incorporate. So this is my version of a Yemenite flatbread called Malawak. And the best way I can describe it is it's like a hot, flat croissant that's chewier. I added the dill because I always have so much in my garden, I wanted to use it up. It is the perfect touch. The dough is coming together, all the flour is incorporated. It's looking shaggy. Now that it's too stiff to knead it with my spatula, I'll turn it out onto my surface and knead it by hand. I'll press half of the dough away from me with my palm, fold it in half, 
rotate, and then do the same. And doing this over the course of a few minutes will create a really smooth, supple dough. This dough is smooth, a little sticky, and perfect. I'll form it into a ball, and I'll grab a clean bowl. I'll coat it with some olive oil so that the dough doesn't stick. And I'll cover it up. I wanna let this rest for 30 minutes, and that'll allow the glutens to relax and make the dough easier to handle when I shape it into the flatbreads. My dough has rested and now I'm ready to form my flaky breads. That's gorgeous. Ooh, it's so soft. I'll form this into a log and then cut it into 12 uniformly sized pieces. These are gonna be nice big flaky breads for the farmers and me. Now I'll ball them up. And to do that, I'm gonna take the ends and stretch them around so that I have a taut surface on top. This dough is actually really similar to scallion pancake dough, my other favorite flatbread. The difference though is that scallion pancakes are made with sesame oil and these are made with butter. Two equally delicious fats. The balls are looking great. I'll cover these up so that they don't dry out while I'm working with them and grab my remaining tools. I've got my rolling pin and a plate and a stack of wax paper, which will help me roll these out. And now I need the star of the show, my butter. I've got a lot of butter, which is always the sign of a good recipe. I'm gonna get a pad of butter and I'm gonna rub it all over my work surface. So if you're using a butcher bot countertop, this is good for your counters. It's also good for your hands because it moisturizes. And now I'll take a ball of dough, I'll give it a pat, and then I'm gonna add another pat of butter on top. And I'm gonna gently massage the dough out until it forms a big, flat, almost translucent circle. This is a very soothing meditative process. Once the dough is very thin to the point where I can basically see my counter through it, I'll sprinkle it with some dill. Now I'll roll it up like a jelly roll, taking care not to let the dough tear. I'm tucking these dill morsels right into their buttery bed. And now I'll curl it up like a snail into a swirly shape. Just like that. Now to flatten this into my flatbreads, I'll grab two pieces of wax paper and I'll sandwich it between. And this is so that it doesn't stick. And then I'll use my rolling pin to roll it out into a round that's about six or seven inches in diameter. I can see those speckles of dilly green. I'll peel the top layer of wax paper off. Oh yeah, that's gorgeous. I'm gonna put this on a plate and then I'll keep on rolling my dough discs. My dough discs are ready to cook. I'll put them in my pan and cook them on both sides until golden. And because of all the butter, I don't even need to add oil to the pan. This spring marks seven years since Nick and I decided to move here to his family's farm. And it's been a wild ride, but farm life just fits me. It's been awesome. It's getting browned on the bottom, so it's ready to flip. Oh yeah, that's beautiful. This needs just another minute or two on the other side, and then I'll transfer this over to my wire rack so that it stays crispy. I'm gonna keep on frying these until they're golden, and then I'll keep them in the warm oven until the party. Oh yeah. Spring is here and I'm making a big dinner to get all the farmers pumped for planting season. For a main dish, I'm cooking my skillet chicken with spring vegetables. It all gets cooked in one skillet, so the schmaltz from the chicken cooks the veggies and makes them extra tasty. To get started, I'm seasoning my chicken thighs and I'm using bone-in skin-on chicken thighs because that extra fat gives them flavor and the skin is gonna get golden and crispy and so good. So I'm sprinkling these all over with kosher salt and black pepper. 
My chicken thighs are seasoned, and I'll transfer them to my skillet, which is set over medium-high heat with about two tablespoons of vegetable oil. That is the sizzle I want to hear. The Midwest is great. I love the farmers, and I also love having a lot of mouths to feed because that means more recipes that I can test. So while these cook, I'm gonna grab my coriander. Coriander will add a nice floral citrusy note. And what's awesome is that coriander seeds are about the same size as the beet seeds that Nick plants. I'll throw these into my spice grinder and I'll pulse a few times until they're coarsely ground. I still want some bigger bits. Okay. Mmm, I love coriander. It's just so earthy and floral, it's great. Now I'll chop up my garlic. All the flavors in this dish are so bright and fresh. I could eat it every day. I think I can smell the chicken skin getting crispy. I'm gonna check on it. Oh yeah, look at that golden color. This is perfect. Yeah, I'll cook them on the other side for another few minutes. Beautiful. While these cook on this side, I'll get my bok choy. Bok choy is so delicate and beautiful, and it's really healthy. Gorgeous. Now I'll remove the chicken from the skillet, and all of that delicious chicken fat that's left in the bottom of the skillet is gonna cook up my leeks and my bok choy and make them irresistible. Now before I add my veggies, I'm gonna add the coriander into my pan and get it toasted, which will bring out its best coriandery self. Now I'm ready to add my leeks. And they've been soaking to get rid of the dirt that sometimes builds up in their layers. I'm gonna cook these for a few minutes until they're soft. Since moving here, it's been so cool to learn about farm life. Nick's dad told me that it was always his dream to work with Nick. And who knows, maybe Bernie will grow up to be a farmer. Hopefully a food blogger, but maybe a farmer. I'll sprinkle this in and let it cook for a minute. Mmm, garlic, leeks, and coriander. Great combo. Now I'll nestle in the bok choy. I love bok choy because it cooks up so quickly. It's a great weeknight veggie. Now I'll add a few tablespoons of water to help the bok choy steam. And I'll cook this for a few minutes until the bok choy is softened but still has some bite. I'm gonna season these with salt and pepper. And now I'm ready to add the chicken thighs back in. I'm gonna add them skin side up so that the skin stays crispy. Look at these gorgeous colors. Golden crispy chicken skin and the bright green veggies. Mmm. Okay, I'm gonna stick this in the oven to stay warm until it's time to eat. And before I serve, I'll sprinkle it with fresh chives. Still to come, I'm putting together a rich and nutty sauce to pair with the chicken and flaky bread that's as easy as it is delicious. Then I've got some hungry farmers coming through that'll love all that tonight has in store. It's scenic springtime, and before planting begins, I'm having a vibrant meal for all the farmers. I'm making a delectable walnut romesco to dollop on the chicken and vegetables. It's nutty and bright with a little sweetness from the tomatoes. To start, I'm just toasting up my walnuts and bringing out their toasty flavor. I'll remove these from heat, and I'll bring them over to my food processor. Next, I'll grab my diced tomatoes. These will add a little sweetness and acidity. My roasted red peppers. Mmm, red pepper flavor is so good. And they only get better when they're roasted. And you could roast your own. I just get them from the jar. I'm too busy chasing around Bernie to roast my own. I'll toss in four cloves of garlic and then a quarter cup each of white wine vinegar and olive oil. 
The white wine vinegar will add great brightness and acidity. And now I'll season with salt, pepper, and a little paprika. And the paprika will amp up the smokiness on the peppers. And now I'll pulse to combine. I want there to still be some chunkiness in the texture. It looks perfect. I'm gonna taste it. Mmm, mmm. It is sweet and sour and nutty. This is a flavor explosion in my mouth. I'm gonna plate this up. I'll drizzle this with some olive oil and finish with flaky salt. This is perfect for spring. I can't wait to put it on the chicken. Oh, it looks good. <laughs> Thank you for hosting this. Thanks for coming. Okay, dig in before you guys start digging. Oh, oh good one. <laughs> I love this one pot dinner. It's just so sumptuous looking. We're looking forward to Tom getting going on those beans this spring. Bedfield looks pretty nice. It's drying up, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's gonna be really nice. I like to think that it's partially my job on the farm to keep you guys energized before the big plant. <laughs> Could you give me some more veggies? They are top shelf. Is that better than exquisite? That is better than exquisite. Holy cow. You're spoiling us, Molly. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh Look oh. at that. They're lavender sugar oh. cookies. Oh, the rainbows. Wow. Thank, Thank you, you, Molly. Normally, I don't want to see rainbows till after I've planted, but <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll make it work. Mm -hmm. This is so good, it doesn't even make sense. 